Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and good morning. My name is Nathan Hirsch. This is your morning bucket Joe here on Talk the Plank on the Fan First Sports Network. Another rough, terrible, putrid, awful game from the Pittsburgh Pirates last night. You know, they're lucky that Mitch Keller came up in the clutch Monday with a complete game shutout because this team is still struggling Mightily, they lost to the Colorado Rockies last night by a score of ten to one. The run differential now for the Pirates is not great. They're now twenty-one and sixteen. They still do lead the National League Central. They still do. The Brewers lost as well. So for now, at twenty-one and sixteen, the Pirates lead the Brewers by a half game. The Cubs by three and a half games, the Reds by five, and the St. Louis Cardinals, who Cardinals have won three straight games. Pirates are still eight games up on them, but the run differential, which was once plus 52, is now plus 11, and the Pirates are just struggling terribly right now. Let's get into it. Luis Ortiz got the start for the Pirates, and... I will say he deserved better. He went five innings, gave up seven hits, did get hit around a little bit, but he gave up five runs. Only two were earned. In the top of the second inning, Jerickson Profar hit a solo home run 
to give the Rockies a one nothing lead. And in the bottom of the third, Andrew McCutcheon hit the game-tying single at the time. But getting into this fourth inning, things were bad. With runners on first and second and nobody out, Ryan McMahon hit a screeching line drive grounder into the glove of Carlos Santana, who picked it cleanly. And when he went to throw it to second base for a potential double play, the ball actually hit former Pirate catcher Elias Diaz's hand. The ball went into left field. Everyone was safe. Rockies led 2-1. to one. After that, it just got worse. Tovar grounded into a fielder's choice, scoring another run. Charlie Blackman hit a single, scoring another run. And Randall Gritchick hit an infield single, giving the Rockies a 5-1 to lead. It didn't matter. It was over at that point. Once the Rockies scored their second run, it was over. In the seventh inning, the Rockies added five more runs. Dwayne Underwood Jr. got touched up a bit. He gave up four earned in his inning of work. But once again, it didn't matter. We're now nine games straight where the Pirates have scored two runs or less offensively. This is, we're getting into historically bad range. I believe it was Rum Bunter who said the Pirates, the last time they scored two runs or less in nine straight games was 1988. This is, I don't, I like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm pretty dumbfounded. Connor Siebold got the start for the Rockies yesterday. He went five innings, gave up one earned run, struck out three, walked three. He wasn't impressive. The Pirates had chances once again. Runners in scoring position, the Pirates were one for eight. And over these past nine games, there's something like six for 65, somewhere in that range. That's not the exact number, but with runners in scoring position, they're at about, they've been hitting about 100 for nine straight games. And I mean, with how the offense looked this April, I really did think at the time that it was sustainable. They were, they had good approaches. They were drawing walks. They were working counts. Obviously, nobody thought they would be a juggernaut all season long, but these past nine games, they've lost eight out of nine. Thank you, Mitch Keller, for the one win for the shoving performance on Monday but you look at it I have the numbers up on Fangraphs this was before yesterday's game nobody's doing well Carlos Santana before yesterday four for his last 25 Connor Joe he's been decent seven for his last 28 Brian Hayes has actually been decent eight for his last 27 Once again, this is all before yesterday's four-hit performance from the Pirates. Jack Sawinski, two for his last 24. Rodolfo Castro, three for his last 18. Andujar, one for 19. Kutch, one for 15. Jiwon Bay, three for 16. Marcano, three for 14. I mean, down the line... Nobody's hitting, and it's it's getting eerie at this point, honestly. The Pirates, uh, once again, nobody thought they were going to light the world on fire offensively. Before the season, I kind of thought that they would be a slightly above-average offense. That's what I thought in earnest at the time. And I still do believe that this offense has the potential to be decent, but the way it's looked has just been... It's been baffling. It really has been. 
You look at last night's game, Cabrian Hayes, once again, one for three. He had a walk. He was all right. Brian Reynolds, over four. Kutch, one for three with a walk. You'll take it. Carlos Santana, he's now slugging under 400. He was 0 for 2 with a walk. Jack Sawinski, two more strikeouts. Although his line still does look good, I'll give him that. Josh Palacios was called up. No hits for him. I understand the Pirates bringing up a hot bat from AAA, but uh, didn't work out for them yesterday. Jason DeLay. He's been clamored for over Austin Hedges. He had a hitless game, although he had a walk. The Pirates caught some walks. They just, the lack of the big hit lately has just been historically unlucky, I guess you could say. Six for 60-something with runners in scoring position. It's just unreal at this point, and it has to change. The tone of my voice right now, I probably sound mad, which I am, but I'm not. it's not like I'm mad at the offense per se. I'm just mad at the universe. I'm just confused as to how this is happening, and it's going to turn around at some point. The Pirates are going to score more than two runs in a game at some point this season, I think. I hope. Pirates get back to it early today, so that's that's probably a good thing. They get to play at 12.35. It's a getaway game for the Buckos, and starting for them is Rich Hill. In his last start, Hill... Fought his way through five and a third innings against a really tough Toronto offense. Gave up four runs. Once again, didn't matter what Rich Hill did. He would have had to have been perfect for 15 innings to give the Pirates a sniff of a chance. They didn't score a run that game. So hopefully he can uh, have another nice start against the Rockies because he did start at Coors Field a few weeks ago in that game he went six innings gave up one earned run in a win those were the before times when the pirates were actually able to score runs they won that game 14 to 3 they haven't scored close to 14 total runs in the past nine games but uh, starting for the rockies will be antonio senzatella he's only had one start this season Five innings pitched. He gave up one run in a one nothing loss to the Mets. So we'll see what happens. The odds like the Pirates, but uh, we'll see. Uh, if the Pirates can get a win and take the series against the Rockies, they'll be feeling a lot better heading into the next series. But they have an off day tomorrow, so that's that's probably great. Try to get this win today. Focus on Baltimore, who has been hot themselves lately. But uh, I don't know. This offense has been not just sleeping. It's been in a coma, this offense. So hopefully today is the day that they wake up, get some hits strung together, get some walks strung together, get the big hit. That's the thing. This offense has been so allergic to a big hit, not even with two outs. They've been allergic to making contact with one out and runners in scoring position. Every game, they'll have first and second, no outs, second and third, one out, and they can't score a run. It's unlike anything I've ever seen as a fan. Obviously, we're we're looking at 33 years of no, 35 years of 
bad history. So who knows? We'll see if they can get it together today, but I don't know. I don't know how much more of this I can take. My name is Nathan Hirsch. This is your morning bucket, Joe. Make sure to follow Talk the Plank at Talk the Plank Pod on Twitter, and hopefully the Pirates can uh, can straighten me out because it has been rough. That's why there's more to life than baseball. So everyone have a great rest of your day. Go Buckos today. Give me some runs, please. Peace out.